this is Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with absent Triborn and Travis Mawarder. Try still traveling the world, but these guys are not. We got Adam Roberts and Andy Banesh, seventh place finishers. And AVP Hermosa. That's not bad. Congrats. Good. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate Thank you. that. How are we feeling after the weekend? Definitely still a little tired. Yeah. Uh, going through the qualifier and it's a, there were some rough turnarounds uh, between our matches. So yeah. um, body's definitely hurting a little bit, but recovering well. So yeah. What gets sore for you? I was talking to Adam before about like what gets sore for him. For him, it's mostly his shoulder, but mine's like all like. <laughs> My knees, they kill me. Right. Now, well, especially in the deep sea, my hips start to kill me. Yeah. Um, especially if, like, I'm pulling a lot. Yeah. Just weird angles, putting your foot down. And then my hamstrings, too, just from from squat jumping, blocking. So. Yeah. If I keep those two loosened up, I'm usually pretty good. I don't, I don't really have anything with the shoulder or elbow or anything. So. Yeah. Well, from what I saw, you didn't have, like, a whole lot of opportunities to get the shoulder sore. Adam was, like, <laughs> your, your kills and kills attempt and just attempts were, like, way up there. Yeah. Is it, um like, when you, they almost know with 100% certainty that you're getting sort of, like, what's the mindset like with that? Um, scoot over this way a little bit, Andy. <laughs> let's, uh, let's lean over to this line and uh, we'll pinch in. And, uh, no, no, no. You, you just, you just, you really have to be focused in. You, you have to think like any serve is possible at this aspect. Right. And I think if you're not, if you're like, oh, if they serve me short, then what? I need, you know, you just have to be ready, really, really focused in on on every aspect of it. Um, and and even in their approach, as I see, I see Stafford lining up, and you know he does his practice toss now and everything. And I know a jump serve's coming. You're just always ready. Yeah, you're just always, always, always ready. I find it like easier to be engaged when you are getting like a lot of serves. Like I almost prefer that because like if I'm not getting served at all, like it's funny. Like teams will go kind of on streaks where they serve miles, and then they'll serve me like in like you know one month it'll be everyone sticks on miles, and I'll get like almost. Like sort of bored. Like I was like, all right, I'm just gonna walk in and set it. And then when I get served, I'm like, oh my god, like what do I do with this thing? Like I like you have to stay fully engaged all the time when you get served. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I've never had that luxury of somebody else getting served. I think in Myrtle <laughs> Beach once at the Myrtle Beach Open, yeah. after I've won it for like ten years in a row, yeah, I think I brought working. somebody up and they served them like the first four balls. So. Yeah, it's uh, it was good. It was good. You know, you know, you're getting it, and you know, you're ready. And so my job, you know, I've talked to Nick and Phil about this a lot, and because um, you know, I'm good buddies with them, and you know, your, your Nick's job is to side out. Yeah. You know, and and he knows that, and he he makes the plays, or whatever, and allows the blocker to be a little more aggressive. You yeah. Know, Nick and Phil have always said, you know, our thing here is that you know now Phil's able to go forward a little bit more with the serve and or with his block. You know, you're saying you're blocking line and going for it. We've tried to take that that approach, and, and it worked well this weekend. Andy was very aggressive up there at block and making moves, and if he misses one, that's okay. Yeah. You know, so similar with the serve. You know, I'm really trying to move him around. And he's uh, got a little bit more of a green light to, to go for it, if, yeah, if, if need be. For sure. And you guys came out of the qualifier to finish seventh, which, I mean, compared to the girls, was like it was a slacking finish for a qualifier <laughs> team. Yeah, I, I thought we were doing well. well. <laughs> <laughs> but like, when you, like on Wednesday night, like, is your goal just to make it past the qualifier, and then do you like reset on Friday and be like, all right, well, this is kind of what we want to achieve? Or at that point, are you just like, we made it, we've done what we came to do? Just have fun. You know, to be honest, last summer I qualified a couple times, and uh, that was kind of my mindset. Like, we qualified, I was like, I'm so stoked to be here. Like, right. just, I mean, obviously we were stoked. We, we qualified, but um, I, I texted Adam Thursday night. I was like, we're not done yet. Like, Love I, I'm not I'm not just here to go, you know, 0-2 in the main draw. Like, I'm, I'm trying to win some matches, see if we can, can uh, compete at that level. So, 
um, you know, we, we talked about it all, all weekend starting on Thursday. It's just one point at a time. Um, don't look too far ahead. We didn't even look at who we were playing most of the time. Just showed up to the court. Um, kind of just helps you focus on, on your side of the net. Yeah. What do you get more nervous for, a uh, qualifier or main draw match? Qualifier, for me, for like, sure. qualifier, like, yeah. times 100. Like, once you're a main draw, it's like, oh, yeah. wow, like, we did it. This is what we came here to do. Right. Like, qualifier, it's like, they're gnarly. Yeah. And your road was one of the, your bracket, I think your bracket was one of the most difficult, kind of a tie with Marty and Baranek mm-hmm. and Dave Palm and Dylan Merrick. There are like, some nasty draws in the qualifier. Yeah. 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 So, like, I mean, just nerves or mindset. Like, is it any different in a qualifier versus main draw? Honestly, well, I don't know about for Adam, but for me, that, I mean, just knowing it's a single elimination qualifier, like, it's crazy. Anyone can beat anyone. The wind starts picking up, whatever. Like, you go on one bad run, you basically lose that set. Um, that's definitely a mental grind. So, I've always been more nervous. Um, for the first match of the qualifier and then after that I kind of like settle in but yeah. the first match of the qualifier is usually where I'm most nervous yeah they're nasty yeah. and was your your last main draw was Hermosa last year, year right because yeah. you did you made San Fran with Cole yeah and then was Hermosa with Cole too yeah okay yeah so it had been a while how was it being back in Maine it was good um, yeah me and Cole lost the match get in in Manhattan last year and then we lost the match get in in Austin so I was I was definitely hungry for it um a little disappointed in how we, we finished some of the qualifiers, but we were, I mean, we, we faced good teams in the qualifiers. It's not like we yeah. were losing a scrub. Yeah, so. for sure. So it was, uh, it was nice to be back in there. Yeah. That was one of the things is that, you know, when you look at it, especially if you've been playing for a long time, you, you kind of see, like, you know, are, are we a good team or are we not? And, um, we, of course, we did well in Denver and won that AVP Next Gold Series. But, you know, to lose first round in New York and in Seattle – uh, you know, we're kind of maybe thinking, you know, maybe we're not that good. Maybe we're in, we are. Who knows? Like, but I just kept thinking. I was like, man, I really think we're a good team. Yeah. You know, even though if you basically just went to results and you looked, you know, lose the game, the end, lose first round, lose first round. It's like, yeah, maybe these guys aren't that good. But I just kept thinking, man, we, we really have something special here. So you know, it's it's something I talked to him about. That you, to me, it doesn't make sense when guys make lateral moves midseason. Yeah. You know, now we've gotten a little bit of stretch of time with it, for different training, and you know we've we kind of know each other and our flow is feeling really good and so to make lateral moves just doesn't make sense you know if he or I get pulled in the main draw then you know we got to face that road when we get to it you know but until then um, it just doesn't make sense and and I saw, you know, in, after that Seattle, that was a tough one um, those guys played really well with us and had some amazing digs towards the end but to, uh, we're just like ah, oh, first round like, you know this is this, this is rough this is rough and, and, and it's tough and um I just kept thinking. I think we're a good team. I think we're a good team, and and, and now now it feels like we we've earned some of the respect that I thought that we we, we had all yeah. along. Yeah. Well, I think that you guys are a good testament to like what can happen when a qualifier team actually like God forbid stays together after <laughs> two bad tournaments because that's all it was. Like I feel like for especially AVPs especially you know if you have two bad tournaments it seems like you've had just a terrible season because yeah. AVPs are like you know sometimes a month apart correct and it's like oh your season's been awful because you lost two matches right it's like you just lost two matches that's right. it exactly like, like the single elimination stuff like you won Denver which is in my opinion is a, to win an AVP next gold series is twice as hard to win a qualifier right because you're playing more matches against more quality teams right and so you guys did that so like was there any difference in your like like what was the difference between when you guys played really well in Denver and then maybe when you struggled for one match in Seattle and New York? I mean, the the Denver tournament, 
it was a little bit more hard pack sand, so we were yeah. a little more physical there. And um, you know, for me personally, I felt like I served well in Denver, and I didn't serve well the New York qualifier or the Seattle qualifier. Yeah. And that's like a, obviously a huge part of the men's game. So um, I kind of changed it up this this last weekend. I went to more float serves because I was actually having trouble sanding. I need to get some sunglasses, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'd throw the ball and I couldn't see the jump serve at all. It was it was bad, but. Um, like I knew there's stuff we could both work on from from the the two first round exits we had. I mean, he had some side out stuff. He started working on more of a um, a wrist choppy to the to a cut shot yeah. um, instead of you know hard driven angle. Yeah. Um, and it worked worked really well the last couple weekends. So um, I think just both of us focusing on an individual game and, and figuring out our roles um, helped us you know get get over that hump. Yeah. Like, what's the discussion like after, like, a loss? I know every partnership is really different. Like, some people just, like, don't talk to each other for, like, a week, and they just let it simmer. Or some people, like, right away they talk about it. Like, what were kind of those conversations, like, after Seattle and New York? Because whatever it was, like, obviously it worked pretty well. Yeah, I think a lot of people might know that I'm not good whenever (laughs) we lose. I might have left some people in some cities. (laughs) I think I left Bill Kalimski in Cincinnati. Just, just left him. <laughs> no, I kind of so like that though. Like, I like my partner getting pissed off that we lost. Like, yeah. kind of. I mean, if you're like just 100 percent good at right after you lost, it's like you don't care that like, you don't you care doing enough. Here? Yeah, you don't yeah. care enough. So, I feel like sometimes that that might rub people some the, the wrong way, but like, yeah, doesn't rub me the wrong way. That yeah. means he's like out here to win. So yeah, usually I, I have to take a day to kind of look back and, and, and regress and think about it or whatever. And, we usually um, get together maybe after maybe the next practice and just say, "Hey, you know, it's been a few days now. Let's see, let's see what we think we we can do better, work on." And um, we've kind of touched on those, and, and it, it seemed to have worked. But you know, it's tough in season because it's like, okay, boom, next tournament, right. next. You know what I mean? It's like going right into it. You don't. It's, it's tough to grab a coach and get everything worked on and like the, everything that you need to. And so you really have to work on the fly in season. Right. It's tough because it's. You know, you finish, you get home, it's now it's Monday, and like, boom, next tournament. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. we got to leave on Wednesday for the next tournament. So, you have one practice to, to maybe work on some of those things that, 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 that you have. So Yeah. And last time we had you on, we, uh, we called you kind of the beach volleyball talent finder. Yes. You keep, you keep like, finding all these, like, young blockers, and uh, you kind of groom them. They play really well. And here we have Andy Banesh getting a career finish <laughs> right off the bat. Yep. Where'd you find your boy? <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, I was lucky to get him. I was really lucky to get him. Paul and I had split up, and we weren't playing together anymore. And you know, I was kind of in a scramble. And you know, all these guys were like, "I'm waiting on this guy, waiting on that guy." And and I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to play in Austin without having someone I thought I could win with. Yeah. And Andy and I had really never practiced together. Um, we had a um, a four team training session that uh, we had in Huntington. You were at that one, and kind of saw him. My thing was is that first time I ever saw him, I'm in San Francisco last year. He's a 64 seed playing the one seed against Miles and Kyle yeah. Friend. <laughs> yeah. And I saw him run, serve to the, run to the net, get a few blocks in a row, get an ace. And I was watching on center court, and I was like, who is this kid? And I was like, well, let's just see if he can set. Right. Standard big guy stuff, right? right. <laughs> they serve Cole, hey. and he just sets up a juicy set. And I was like, well, man. I was like, what is his name? <laughs> what is his number? I'm going to tuck that one away. And um, the day of the sign-up, I, I, I'd gotten in touch with them, and I said, hey, let's, let's meet up and, and see if 
things look good and we want to play together. So the team we had canceled. So it's just him and I for a little practice session and a buddy of his. And his buddy comes and we're trying to shuffle around and see. And he's like, I might be playing with him. I might be playing with you. And it was, um, to me, it was chaotic. And uh, his buddy left and he said, yeah, I'm free this weekend. You want to do it? And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I like to be a little more professional with it. And he's like, oh, well, I got nothing to do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how it was my life. Yeah. And, and, now I, and now I know that. Yeah. And now That's I great. know that. So. <laughs> I've had to adjust some things, um, but it's been good. Yeah, I'd say so. So, was Austin, really so Austin was your first tournament. It was, yeah. yes. And that one went really well. I mean, it did went, go very well, yeah. Final round of the qualifier. It lost did. Lost to Lobman and Ospina, who ended up beating Jake and Tay, so that loss looked really good. Yes. In retrospect. Um, Doesn't make it feel any better, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we lost to Lobman and Gabe in the round before that, too, and everybody yeah. was just like, oh, how much better does this make you feel? I'm right. like, not better at yeah. all? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not you know, playing. You can, yeah, you can play, play at that level, so. <laughs> but you guys obviously started out really hot, and then was Denver – and so Denver, for the listeners, was an ABPNX Gold Series, which their Gold Series is awesome. It is. Yeah. It's a very wonderful event. It's yeah. like a, a minor league tour. Yeah. It is. It's good because like, the money's good, the points are good, and you're getting bids to main draws. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, Well, I guess the one in Pompano this weekend's already filled up. But right. I was going to say, well, I don't know why more people aren't playing these things. Yes. Yeah. But was that your, your second tournament together? That was right after New York. So that was our third tournament, right? So we didn't end up qualifying. We went straight from New York to Colorado. Okay. Oh yeah. So last minute we jumped in. Yeah. We jumped on. So that was that's right. That was that's actually right. really good because um, yeah, that that match we had in New York didn't go very well, and we came out in Denver and like they're like probably five or six really good. Teams it was a good there. field. Yeah, it was a good field. So um, I think that gave us a lot of confidence moving forward. Even though it did, the one it did. We lost in Seattle the first round. We kind of had that to look back on. It's like okay, we can beat good teams. Yeah. Like we just need to be a little bit more consistent and, yeah and yeah. in Denver that was that a pool play one pool that play one was one? yes okay did yeah. you win all your matches in pool play too we did okay. we did yeah but two of them went three um we had a couple of battles and we 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 needed that tournament we had to we had to work some things out and yeah. uh and we did um and it was the same thing is that after losing first round in New York we looked at it and said you know it wouldn't what do we do? We got to figure this out fast. Yeah. You got to get a fly out like right. that night or the next morning or <laughs> yeah. something. And so it was just, what do we do? Well, I guess we'll go for it. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's tricky whenever you have to like look back on something and say, all right, this is our main goal. You know, for some reason this doesn't happen. Let's, uh, let's look back and right. Well, I think competition as a team is, is better than any practice you can do because right. you're in so many different situations that you just can't simulate. In practice, like, for sure. You know, I was telling you like how me and Miles are almost too comfortable being down on the third set because we've come back from them so yeah. many times. That, right. Like, you figure out how to get yourself out of situations. Yeah. Did you guys like? What are some of the biggest takeaways you had from playing a handful of tournaments coming into Hermosa? Because I'm sure that all those reps probably like obviously paid off pretty well. I, I think for the most part we're, we're just finding like our groove we're kind of like you know now he knows if oh if I pass it out here and even if I say oh set it up straight straighten down he knows to kind of flow it out push. to my right, yeah. right shoulder some of the covers he's gotten really good at that he's he's for, you know for a big guy he makes so many good in between plays you know off the block he turns he he ups it and he can put it away and and we always talk about in-between plays, you know, especially a lot of new indoor people that I see come to the beach. Their in-between plays just aren't because, you know, they have a libero who's always getting that little right. one or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever it may be. And um, 
we've just kind of learned like boom I'll take the first one I'm the big guy you're gonna set me low and then you know we're gonna crush it down so it's uh, yeah. those the, a lot of the we seem to just kind of know a lot better now yeah and when you when you guys saw it, well, I know that you mentioned that you don't really look at who you play but you know when you looked at the bracket did you know that you would have Paul and Gabe to get in Hermosa or did anybody look that I far? did not yeah. I, I didn't know until like 20 minutes before a match nice I um, love that yeah <laughs> and honestly awesome. it was better because like if I would have known earlier in the day I probably would have been you know chomping at the bit to like get to that moment and then kind of get lost in like another match like we had uh, two pretty difficult matches before that um so it was a good thing that we didn't look ahead. We just took a point by point. Yeah. How bad did you want that one when you saw them? Uh, we wanted it. We wanted it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're a good team. They're, they're a really they're, good team. Yeah, they're very talented. They're very so good. Well. They're playing great. Well. They're playing great. But we felt like in, we had a swing to go up 13-11 against them in Austin. Austin, and we didn't get it. Yeah. And, and they, they finished off on a run. There, I think there was a scramble play, too, where I decided to pull my hands at 13 all. And I thought Paul was going to try to swipe me, so I yeah. pulled him, and he just knuckled it straight down. I was like, are you kidding? That, that put it to the freeze in Austin. So there's definitely some moments in that match that hurt a lot. Yeah. So it was good to get that one yeah. this weekend. Is there, like, any better feeling than the last ball going down in a qualifier, though? <laughs> I, I think that, like, there's no sweeter feeling. Like, uh, that's times 100 than any main draw win I've ever had. Uh, yeah, I was telling Earl and Jake that because they qualified for the first time mm-hmm. this weekend. I was like, there's honestly not a lot of better feelings than, like, grinding through a qualifier to make to the main draw. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. What went different in this in your Hermosa match against Paul and Gabe? I know you mentioned like you dropped your hands, like a couple kind of funky plays like that, a swing for thirteen eleven that didn't go down. But what I mean, because you guys got them. What was the score in the third? It was like a pretty good margin, right? It was like fifteen eight. I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we we went on a little swing. run. We um, ironically, it was very similar to the match in yeah. in Austin. Uh, first, we went at Gabe, and we got a lot of points on them, um, and we won pretty easily in Austin and in Hermosa. Yeah. Uh, game two, uh, they went on a run and they beat us pretty easily in Austin and in Hermosa. Yeah. And in game three, uh, same as in same in both, Gabe really got his side out groove in the second and third was, you know, if he hit, if he hit 10%, he hit 80% in the, in right. the second and the third. It was like he's, he was a different man. Gabe does that. Yeah. And, <laughs> he just um, turns it off out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, the one thing is that we did have a little bit of wind. Okay. And so in the third, uh, they ended up playing straight across. So Gabe stayed on the strand, oh, okay. good side. Just stay away from the wind. Yeah, and so Can we you said. Try to do that with me too. We said, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, "Let me try that on a couple of sides." He didn't like that, and so um, we ended up uh, trying Paul, trying Paul on a few. Yeah. And Paul is obviously an amazing uh, attacker, but with that wind and the swirl, now he's on a different side that he doesn't normally play. We were able to get a few points on him, and um, they got frustrated, and Gabe ended up getting a punted red card, and. Oh, so nice. it was. Uh, Love that. Yeah. It was. Um, it went, it went our way. It went our way. Yeah. Andy. Andy did a really good job of serving because they were thinking like Gabe, 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 and they were actually giving a lot of like the good side court. Yeah. So Andy, Andy used that advantage to be able to serve to the line and and um, got him in trouble once. And then I think he got a full ace. Then he got a block. So the the bunch of, we might even have five in a row. Yeah. To switch like ten five maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Going to pause right there really quick for a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, they're the ones who keep the show going. We got to give them a shout out. All right. So shout out as always to our guys at Wilson who are giving out all the best balls on the AVP tour, giving out the best balls on the college tour, the CBVA. Everybody uses Wilson and it's for a reason. And you probably do too if you're listening to the show and you probably need new balls. So if you do, give us a shout at Wilson Sand. On WilsonVolleyball.com for a 20% discount. All right, that is Wilson Sand for 20% discount for the best balls in the game. All right, so go over to Wilson, use the best balls out there. You can get them decorated by Nicolette Martin. Have a great time with them, and uh, and use that code for a 20% discount. Lord knows we all need them in beach volleyball. So go ahead and give me give me use. And just as we all need volleyballs, we also all need recovery devices, all right, especially for those of us who are traveling all over the place. Recovery is key, which is why Firefly Recovery is our guys for that. You can just strap these things on your knee or wherever you are injured or need some recovery, and Firefly has you covered. It simulates the blood flow down the legs or wherever you are injured, and it kind of it just heals it. You could be at work putting them on. It's going to heal you up. You could be on an airplane. Thank goodness that's where I spend half of my time these days and it's going to heal you up. Firefly Recovery is your spot, and you can use our code SANDCAST, then you get 10% off of Firefly Recovery. So you got 20% at Wilson, you got 10% at Firefly. You are set up. Now for our final but not least sponsor, we have Pacific Coast Wealth Management. All right, they are some of the guys who are responsible for putting on such an excellent event at the Laguna Open, so it's always good to give them support. And if you need any type of financial support, they have your back. So you can get up a free consultation at Pacific Coast Wealth Management. All right, and they uh, we're going to give you a the Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic breakdown. All right, so unfortunately, Russia is number one for the guys. We got Vyacheslav Krasilnikov and Oleg Stoyanovsky ranked number one in the Olympic race number two. The Norwegian buddies, the Beach Volley Vikings, Anders Moll and Christian Sorum. Number three, we have the Polish Todd Rogers, Gregors Fijalek, and Michael Brill. Esteban and Marco Grimalt are right behind them. The number one American team in the current Olympic race is Triborn and Trevor Crab, our only split-blocking duo in the country. On the women's side, this is a much more American-filled affair. We have Rebecca Cavalcanti and Ana Patricia Silva as number one in the world. They're from Brazil. Number two at the moment, Carrie Walsh Jennings and Brooke Sweat. Number three, April Ross and Alex Kleinman. Number four, Canadians, Heather Bansley and Brandy Wilkerson. Number five, another Canadian pair. There are buddies up north. Let's give them some love. Melissa Humana Paredes and Sarah Pavin. Uh, checking in the U.S. also in the top ten, Sarah Hughes and Summer Ross and Kelly Clays and Sarah Sponsel. A lot to change, obviously, in the coming months as some of the bigger events come up. But that is your Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic update. And now we will get back to Sandcast. As always, appreciate you guys listening to the show so much. Love all you guys. Love beach volleyball. Appreciate all the support. And then a couple more and then the red card. And so That, that was something we talked about before the match, too, though, like how I think we try to keep it away from Paul a little bit little bit too much in Austin right. and I was like Gabe was in a really good groove if he gets into that groove again maybe we challenge Paul a couple times to see yeah. what he's got so it was a good adjustment I thought yeah I kind of like your matchup with Paul anyway because you're so big that not many people are up there with him and like you're such a good blocker yeah that, and that's why I liked your matchup with Troy too because I mean Troy likes to swing at anybody physical like I like your guys matchup because you take hard drivens really well and, and you block so well too so I'm sure, like, you and Paul are probably a pretty good battle up there. Yeah, he's got a good arm. He, uh, really does. he 
he'll turn like his his body towards the angle and he'll hit it even more angle like he goes <laughs> turns <laughs> angle and angle. then wrist away it's it's hard to get <laughs> um he's, he's got a really good arm yeah yeah and so. then well once you got into main draw like adam it had been a little bit for you too right correct from your last avp yeah I was wondering because like it had been a year between mine too, and I feel like mentally is the hardest part when you kind of play in a lot of qualifiers. You know that you yourself as a player are getting better, but for whatever reason, the results aren't coming. Like, how do you guys kind of deal with that aspect of it? Because like Ben Vaught is like ready to retire from volleyball right now. Hmm. I'm like, dude, you're so much better than you were a year ago. You just like lost four matches that you didn't. That's right. the only difference. Right. So is it tough? Like, how do you stay mentally engaged and, and to like keep? coming back and doing it and putting in the work every day because i know that like doubt kind of creeps in with everyone for the most part yeah no it was <clears throat> I, i'm not gonna lie it's it a little tough last month um just not getting the the results um you expect but i mean anything that's worth it's not going to come easy so right. it's kind of like just put your head down and keep grinding if you like playing you like playing um if you don't have the passion for it you're probably not going to make it anyway because right. there's going to be some bumps in the road so for sure and I feel like the bumps always make it sweeter, too. Yeah. It makes the wins. <laughs> In retrospect, at the yeah. time, you're like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. It's tough. I mean, you just got to get back out there every single time and got to keep training and working hard. And, you know, <clears throat> um, for me, it's I, I kind of look back on some of the seasons that I had and looked at some of my higher finishes, uh, some of the years that I had. And a lot of it, it really just broke down to, you know, nothing major but the training was harder. Yeah. So I looked at like 2011 and I said, you know, what was I doing? And I, and I, I trained harder that year. Um, and as you get older, you have to train smarter than harder. I understand all that. But <clears throat> I look back and I said, <clears throat> you know, I just, I, I need, I need to be doing more. Yeah. I need to be more efficient. I need to be doing more. And, um, I cranked up a lot of that and, and it's seemingly paying, paying dividends and, yeah, and allowed working. us, yeah, it worked, it worked and, and it allowed us to go deeper too. You know, maybe, after some of the hard matches that you know, were gassed for the next one, which, which did happen to us against Rafu and Ed. Um, <clears throat> but other than that, we bounced back pretty well, and, and all of them we felt pretty fresh, and, yeah. and it was good. Yeah, I mean, you guys, like, you beat a lot of really good teams. I mean, even the first team you played, Steve Roschitz and Kyle Ratty, that was I played them a couple matches later, and I'd never played either of them before. And, and Roschitz is, sir, he's, like, fully ambidextrous, has this gnarly serve. Like, yeah. they were a good team, and you guys, like, worked them pretty good. On tired legs too. Yeah, and then rhythm versus rest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. Well, I remember uh, when we were talking before the match, and like we played Rochelle's in uh, in New York, and he he was cranking jump serves at us. He's yeah. getting really good. Um, he didn't have the serve going against us um, that first match in the morning, but uh, we went after Ratty most of the time and kind of just short deeped him to death and made yeah. a move and. And that deep sand, we knew he probably wasn't as comfortable in the deep sand, so just wanted to see what he had with his footwork. So yeah. we were able to score a lot of points. I love deep sand tournaments because yeah. I think it, it. I think shallow sand favors a little bit not like the unskilled teams, but the teams that maybe like could come out from indoor and be fine because they they can just beat balls from ten feet off and the setting yeah. doesn't need to be good. But like deep sand, like you have to be really sharp. Yeah. So that's why I think that most of the time, like you won't see as many crazy upsets because like the better teams will usually win in deeper sand and then of course this tournament happens and everything <laughs> goes crazy right <laughs> like the college girls were so fun to watch yeah um with like zana and chrissy the 47 seed in the qualifier making the semis that's crazy it was crazy that's crazy <laughs> and then you guys i think have made the deepest run of any qualifier team this year into a main draw 
It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, what was it like going up against Billy and Stafford? And you, you, you took the first set, right? Yeah. And then, like, at that point, do you expect, like, is it, you're like, all right, well, like, winning is now the expectation. Like, does anything change when you win that first set? Um, for us, <clears throat> it didn't change too much. You know, it was, uh, we were receiving for Seth for the first set. And uh, I, I kind of got under the ball and I hit it out. And, you know, sometimes you're, you know, you're thinking like, oh, this is whenever the better team comes back and they pull right. it out and this and that. And, and Andy made a couple of good plays and uh, he got a swing for the for this first set. And I just felt real confident in him. I just pushed him up there and he kind of did the Paul Lottman sharper, sharper angle. <laughs> and uh, once we got that, the way he was blocking, the way he was seeing Stafford, uh, I thought that... I thought we could beat them. I thought that, wow, you know, we, we can beat these guys for sure. You know, they, they're having an amazing season, you know, did so well in world champs and beating some awesome teams. But he's good against hit blockers. And uh, I said this before, um, we have always had kind of a saying, uh, we'll be playing qualifier with a big guy possibly, and he's getting chiseled underneath the arms, armpits, yeah. and he's getting, he's not getting any blocks, whatever. Then they get in the main draw, and it's a whole different airspace. Now they're getting yeah. every, now they're blocking everybody. <laughs> yeah. So I was hoping. I was like, oh, I hope he's really an awesome main draw blocker. <laughs> and uh, it turns out that he is. He's great in the qualifiers as well. But, but, but it's, it's not even a joke. It really is for, for people seeing at a higher, higher space for them to be able to um, you know, be at that range and be more comfortable with it. And I just had a feeling that he was going to match up well against Stafford, and he did. But the sun came out, and it baked. And we, we, that second set, we were just kind of standing there, and we were just – I wasn't sure where we were. We got, we got to be pretty good, and – I wasn't sure we were going to get the energy for the third. Right. You know, like we have one minute timeout, like like we're pouring water on our, our, our you know, ice water. And, and and I knew that he had to get blocks. He yeah. had to, they had to be instant plays because if it was like, you know, four times over and then I get served like four balls in a row, it was it was going to be tough because we were both hurting. Right. We were both hurting. It was more the heat and then the, the second day of that that, that really weighed yeah, on us. Yeah, it got it really got hot. hot. And I lost yeah. a lot of uh, water weight that day before in the qualifier. It was really humid during oh, the qualifier. Yeah. So, like, I think I, I weighed myself at the end of the first day in the main draw. I was, like, 10 pounds lighter than I was Wednesday. What do you weigh? I'm, like, 205. I dropped 205. down to, like, 192. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, it was kind of bad. And you're like what, like six eight, six nine? Yeah, like between six eight, six nine. Shoo! And yeah. you're down to one ninety two. That was bad. Yeah. Holy I, I, cow! I've gotten dude. a little bit of it back. I worked myself down this morning, but <laughs> yeah. I got to keep eating. Jeez, I feel like that's one of the gnarliest parts that people don't even consider, just like the nutrition aspect of yeah. keeping up with a qualifier and then a main draw, especially when it's like that hot. Yeah. Like I didn't even play in the qualifier, and, and like when we were playing Casey and Chase, it was like, oh my god. Yeah. Our, our match is at like one thirty, at like peak of the day. It was hilarious, though, because we lost, then we went back to the tent, and you guys were playing um, Billy and Stafford, and Rafi was freaking out because he was playing the loser. Oh, yeah. He's like, Stafford! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so, you, uh, Rafi was really rooting against you guys. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I still like Rafi. <laughs> I was cracking up, though, because Casey was then making fun of Rafi. He's like, you should have beat your guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then so you guys played what three matches on on Friday? Played three matches like back to back to back, basically. Yeah, yeah. that was that, for the third. That, like, how do you find the energy to get well, back? Out we there? didn't really. I didn't have enough time to really eat. Like as we just got done with our match, like can't really like force anything down when you're like that right. dehydrated and 
and exhausted, and I'd like four sound of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Just like chewing like, for hours. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it was not a good tasting sandwich. <laughs> yeah, we we had like a thirty five minute turnover. We, we actually thought we were done. Yeah, we thought. Yeah, and that was a yeah. very emotionally draining match against Billings. Yeah, Saturday. for like, sure. I probably chewed too much between points to be honest, because <laughs> that drained a lot of energy for that yeah. third match. But yeah, I mean, I feel like main draw though, you just have to like. Yeah, you gotta put everything out there. Out there. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we were we were we were close to empty in the third, and we were we were on full empty against Edmonton. And they, and and they're a very precision team, and they played great against us. And, yeah. and I don't think that's the perfect team we match up against. Um, I'd like to see them when they're hundred um, percent, but. Uh, they played really well against us, and I think they both hit over like five fifty. Yeah, they were. Uh, it's crazy because they're so different. Because like Rafa is just like everything's so crisp and sharp, yeah. and then Ed has like never made clean contact in his life. Like yeah. everything's like a deep backspinning spatch to the corner. He's like, "Yep, did it again." <laughs> yeah, they controlled us with that one, but uh, it was good. It was good. We were able to get some rest. I think uh, Andy said he texted me that he had eaten over two thousand calories for dinner, which, <laughs> nice. is, which was good. Yeah, which was good. We shout um, out to the Dyers. <laughs> hydrated and, and and came back, came back strong on on Saturday. Yeah, you played what Chase and Avery. We first did. Round. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering too. Like at one point, like do you? were you happy with the results you were at at that point? Like, I feel like a lot of the qualifier teams, like, you're like, oh, we just won two. Like, we're sitting in ninth. Like, this is a great tournament. And then, like, you knew you would have to play some, like, either Jeremy and Kane who were coming off a win or Chase and Avery who made the semis here, like, two years ago. Like, how do you fight off complacency at that point? And just being like, yeah, like, of course, like, the odds are stacked against us, but, like, we can still beat these guys. Yeah, I think – I mean, obviously, coming out of the qualifier, we don't have that opportunity every tournament. So, right. like, when it's there, you, you really want to take advantage yeah. of it. And, um, you know, I don't think there was, like, a team in the draw that we didn't, like, we were intimidated by, really. Yeah, yeah. So, with, with some teams I mean, being, being out, uh, we just looked at it and we were like, whoa, we, could, we, could, we can play with this team. We yeah. can play this team. We can play with this yeah. team. And we started looking at it, and, and we're like, man, you know, especially after getting some confidence beating Stafford and Billy. Yeah. So I do feel like they were one of the best, they were one of the best teams there. Yeah. yeah. So were, now we're looking at it. Did you play the one, two, and the three seeds? We, you, we one, played one, you played the one, you played the beat the two. Billy and Stafford were the two, right? No, no, they were four. Oh, they were four? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, we, yeah, we lost to Troy and Tim, but... I mean, even those teams, like, I mean, very polished, very talented. Uh, volleyball's a weird sport, though. Like, you don't really, you don't have to be better than them to beat them sometimes. Yeah. You just have to get the ball to the sand two more points than they do. So. Yeah. And so much of it's about matchups, too. And you yeah. said, like, I think, Andy, I think you match up with so many of the really top physical players on tour because, like, you're so big and, like, you're pressing so far over the net. And, like, you know that, like, Troy loves to go for those, like, bounce swings. And I, like, yeah. I like watching you like block some that were like bouncing before Troy was back on the ground. I was like, damn, it's <laughs> a good block. Exactly, and that's what I was thinking. I'm sitting there looking at the list, and I'm like, oh, okay, Stafford likes to hit, Avery likes to hit, Troy likes to hit, uh, you know, like Jeremy likes to hit. I was like, hmm, glad I got a hip blocker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the yeah. thing was that he was so amazing. He mixed it in. If you watch some of the videos, I mean, he's, now he's like going up delaying, and he's blocking shots and transition and just kind of devastating plays where he just took over up there. Yeah. And, and, it, and it proved, I mean, you know, the stats aren't always right, but it, he kind of dominated the, the, the whole tournament in, in, in blocks. Yeah. yeah, you led the whole tournament in blocks, right? I don't know. Percent. I think I was looking at it before Sunday, and you were leading in blocks, and then I think Darty was in second. Okay. So, but you were up by a lot. 
Oh, he looked at the numbers like, damn. <laughs> All right, Andy Benesh, let's cool. go. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, actually before our first main draw match, I had him do a, a drill with me that I can't remember if it was Jeff Nygaard or Cambrian. Um, don't tell what the maybe. drill is. Don't tell what the drill is. Uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Secret. I'm just kidding. Um, Go ahead. But it's like to stop you from like flinching to deaden your reaction for, yeah. so you can keep your eyes open when you're blocking. Yeah. I just had him like throw balls at me through the net. So I was like standing this far away from the net and you just throw balls at my face. <laughs> and it it works it deadens your reaction and I was able to like I think some of the qualifier matches that we we were losing to I was like ducking my head and closing my eyes yeah. and I had my head up uh, head up and eyes open all weekend and I think that that helped a lot yeah it's quite the drill yeah <laughs> it's quite the drill you write that one down because <laughs> you're a blocker well it's funny because it was um, maybe it was at it was at your house and we were watching um, World Champs mm-hmm. and they kept making fun of Try because all of his blocks he had his eyes closed yeah he was like and then they would like pause it right there and try his eyes were closed yep. and uh, we were laughing because the announcer was making fun of him and they were like I wonder if he'll ever block with his eyes open <laughs> <laughs> and it would be funny to see like a picture of you just like fully looking at it like just because of this drill yeah, yeah. what did you think of that one had you seen that somewhere no he told me about it oh okay he told me about it uh, yeah an indoor drill or a beach drill no, it was it was an indoor drill for for middle walking. Okay. I, I can't remember who made it. Was either Bill Ferguson, John Shea, Cam Green, or Jeff Niger made that drill up. Okay. But I remember whoever started doing it with me. I think it was my soft. I was I was a pretty trash middle blocker. Like when I was coming out of high school, <laughs> like I wouldn't even like look at the center. Be like doing game reads. So if they set the outside like three times, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to the outside. Like yeah. I'm not reading. It. <laughs> um, but that was like the one of the, the best drills that I, I learned um, at USC just be able to keep your eyes open because there's some there's some gnarly arms in the in the MPSF when I was playing so yeah um, it kind of makes it easy coming out to the beach you don't have to read anything like I mean they could option but it's going to one guy yeah. so <laughs> you know where it's going four. Yeah. right exactly so yeah well you um, so you went to SC what years did you go there 2013 to 2017. Okay. Did yeah. you pursue overseas indoor at all? I did. I played a half season in Switzerland. Um, my body kind of gave out. My back couldn't do indoor anymore. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, beach yeah. is way more fun than I've than literally never heard anyone like come back from indoor and then play beach and be like, man, I wish I could still be playing indoor. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like everyone is so stoked to be on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much nicer. Yeah. Did you play beach growing up? I didn't. Well, so when I joined my high school team, they had a, a court, um, sand courts actually at, at Palisades High School um, that um, the Delgados helped set up, um, or the Camerons actually. Um, but I don't know if you know Grant Delgado. They have a uh, yeah up on, over up on 16th, 16th, right? 16th okay. Street. So they have two courts there. So that's kind of what um, you did off season for volleyball. So that's kind of where I started, but. I didn't really start playing beach seriously until last summer, like beginning of last summer. So yeah, it's been a good transition. Yeah. Was it, I know everybody kind of has a different speed to pick it up. Like you see like Reed pretty and he's just going like all out in the end into mm-hmm. the beach scene. And then David Lee, like was kind of like a little bit here, a little bit there. And then he gets picked up by Rosie makes a semifinal. Like <laughs> what's your, what's the transition been like? Cause everybody kind of goes about it very differently. Yeah, um, well, I was luckily lucky to to meet up with Adam. I yeah. mean, he's gotten um, 
some great training partners. Like we trained with Case Beer and Shaw for for a couple of weeks, and that was kind of cool. That I mean, I hadn't played with anyone at that level before, so to train with them and just know I can you know kind of hang with them, um, it gave me a lot of confidence. But um, you know, I I play I played a lot of grass volleyball growing up, nice. and so I think that transferred well to the beach game. I played in Cole Fierce's backyard like all the time. That's in great. School, so. Um, I think that's been a, a big step because I, especially as a middle blocker playing indoor, like you'll have a lot of goofy middle blockers with no ball control, and I, I hated that stereotype. So I always like yeah. trying to work after hard to, um, not yeah, not fit into that mold. Yeah. So. Seems to be working out. Yeah. Yeah. Doing well so far. First, been nice having Adam too, because like like your knowledge of the game is like yeah, pretty much. Top of the top, I would say. And he can tell stories for days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about the big volleyball communities. So. Yeah, his. Um, we were. We all went to dinner last night. had a had a nice nice get together. Um, we were lucky to have a bunch of the, the our friends and family from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, that yeah, were in that's town awesome this weekend. Yeah, it was. So cool. It was really fun. It was really fun. So at dinner, he brought his best friend and uh, his best friend since they were three years old, uh, basically. And he was telling us stories, and he said that. Um, and he was kind of a skilled athlete in all aspects. Um, what age was that, that that you ended up growing so much? So from I was like sixteen. Yeah, so, so from sixteen to seventeen, he grew nine and a half inches in one year. You were telling me about that in Chicago. Yeah. So yeah. he said in the you know the, the fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, he learned how to handset. He could he was able to do some of the skills position because he wasn't this big clunky guy. You know, I right did. from the start, he wasn't like the first yeah. guy. To I drive. talked to Travis about that in Chicago about how I mean, he grew up small too, and yeah. like when you grow up big, like you can kind of just use your height. You don't have to to, to gain skills at all, basketball or yeah. whatever. Um, but like I played point guard growing up, like I wasn't wasn't that big and so super useful. scrawny. Yeah, yeah, it's very useful. Like you learn all the small people skills, and then you grow, and then you have the height with right. the small people <laughs> skills, and it's great. Yeah. It's a good combo. It is. I feel like, especially because you've seen, like you mentioned, well, he's a big guy. He's like putting balls away, but can he set? Yes. It's like always the first question. That's I feel like that's so helpful. Like, if any coaches are listening, like, if you have a tall player, like, don't just put him in the middle or, or if it's like basketball, like center. Like, yeah. Teach him everything. Because, like, I grew my freshman year of college. And, like, you grew, what, 16 to 17? Yeah. So your junior year of high school? Yeah. It's like, pretty, still pretty late. Yeah, still pretty late. I was a late bloomer for sure. Yeah. How bad did that hurt? You know, I was playing like. 10 to 12 hours of Call of Duty today. Call of Duty today. So, like, I wasn't doing anything. Like, I didn't have any pressure on my body, like, no shin splints or anything. So, it actually wasn't painful at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I had to take Advil to, like, just to walk to class yeah. in Maryland. Because it was, like, a half-hour walk to class. It was pretty long. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was lucky. Me. I was lucky. Yeah. So. That's awesome, though. So, you guys, um, you got your seventh in Hermosa. You're straight into Manhattan. How big is that? It's very nice. It's very nice. It kind of gives us a, a, a chance to really focus on the main draw and look at it and see. And like we said, we don't know. There's going to be a lot of switch-ups, a lot of new teams, and we don't really know where we're seated. And we just – that extra day of rest is going to be very useful, very yeah. useful. You want to have I – mean, you played, what, three matches in the quali on Thursday? Correct. For Hermosa. So you have three less matches on your legs. Yep. To, and and so many people that, like, who don't really play in qualifiers, they've asked me, they're like, well, I play like eight matches on the weekends and I'm not that tired, but how different is it? It's just so high intensity. Yeah. Like, you're going all out for every ball because like, like we were saying, you go on one bad run, you basically lose that set, single elimination. Like, 
anything can happen in a third set. You, yeah. You basically can't lose any sets, so. Yeah. That's where, like, after Chicago, so me and Rafi played nine matches, and I was feeling, like, pretty okay yeah. after that. But then four matches in Hermosa main draw, I'm still, like, drained. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just takes so much more out of you when it's at that level. Yeah. It does. Not only not only the, the physical aspect, but the mental aspect, too. It's like I said, you're getting served every single ball, and yeah. you're hardly even blinking for, like, one hour straight <laughs> where you're just, you know, so focused in. And if you're not, you get embarrassed. Yeah. You know what I mean? On the weekend with your buddies, that doesn't happen. Yeah. That doesn't happen. It's also, it's it's you, every swing has to be 110%. Every single a jump, step, close, and attack, and, and you're not doing that on the weekends with your buddies. So Yeah. Yeah, sure. and he knows yeah. I'm not bailing him out. I'm not going options. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're signing out that ball. Yep. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> you say when you jump. <laughs> That's good. No, he, he knows he's no he's he knows he's not gonna get a bailout. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. But I feel like too the uh, like the AVP, I feel like every event is just so much bigger than it was the year before. Like Hermosa was awesome. You guys were playing in front of like a sold out crowd, and you've been around the AVP for a while. Have you seen it like at this magnitude with like this much excitement? It's it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Donald's done an amazing job with it, and he's he's just built it up, and the energy's there, and the the, the passion. And I, I think from what I've seen in the past, whenever an event, obviously here most of Manhattan have been here forever, but whenever you know they went to a location continuously over and over and over, and you can build that fan base mm-hmm. up. And same thing, I remember right before this one, everybody was like, man, it just seems like it's been bigger and better every single year. And I've lived here for four years. I'm from the Midwest and so on and so forth. And um, it has that feeling. It has that feeling of like more energy. Like you can start feeling it on like Tuesday. People are like, oh, the big hermosis this weekend. Yep. What are we going to do? we got to start getting our seats. We've got to start doing all that. And Donald's done a good job with that. And um, he's, got, he's got great talent and he's got a lot of great things going for him that have that have built it up and maybe the AVP is amazing right now yeah I think it's it's awesome like the because I mean even our my brother was in town um, and he had never seen an AVP before he's like is it normally like this many crowds like this big of a crowd for like a side court I was like no way like last year for our match against the McKibbins we just had like people kind of milling about and this year it was like three rows deep and then yeah. you guys were on stadium and it was how cool was that by the way on the stadium it was cool yeah. yeah yeah it was really cool that that was the first time I played in on actually well I played in uh, against Kyle and, and Miles in that qualifier on the yeah. stadium court but a little different yeah it was, in the nobody, nobody was <laughs> no one was there in the stands so. yeah Thursday afternoon. It was cool, especially with all of his buddies from Myrtle Beach, and then yeah. I had I had some of my friends um, there too supporting. It was it, we needed the energy. It was good that that we had fans in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Were you guys? What was the crowd doing? Because I know the Billy and Stafford are a pretty popular team, but everybody loves an underdog. Was it? Were they just kind of like cheering for like good volleyball, or did you guys have a little support in there? Well, the Myrtle Beach crew was super loud, yeah. so I think mm-hmm. after like the rest of the crowd saw like how loud they were for us. Yeah, the Roberts Raiders. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think after the the rest of the crowd heard how loud they were, they were like, "Oh, maybe we should cheer for these guys." So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, you could see. I, well, even on the telecast, you could see like, you know, whatever the capacity was, thirty percent of capacity. By the end, it was like you know, sixty-five. Yeah. You know, yeah. You hear, "Oh, this one's going to three, and I think people kind of got gravitate towards that. And then you see this energy of people and what's going on, how's the scenario, and all oh, the underdogs, and so um, that's kind of what it felt like to me being out there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Winning's fun. 
Winning is super fun. <laughs> and I still, um, you got my Venmo, right? Because you beat me in that bet. That's correct. Uh, okay. Just That's correct. Sure. Me and Adam, yes, thank we're, you. We're gambling on Brazilian beach volleyball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who we think is going to make the Olympics? Yeah. The second, who's the second team going to be? So. Yeah, so my money was on um, George Wanderley and Andre. He's got Allison and Alvaro. So now it's on the Sandcast for everyone to hold us accountable. Yes. <laughs> I like, I like his bet. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can do another bet right here. You <laughs> <laughs> And not a bad payday for you guys either. Yeah, I don't even know how much we won actually. Yeah, I think it was a forty-four hundred split. That's what I saw. Solid. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Most of you ever want to play volleyball, right? That's the most I've ever won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. so what? Uh, what's the rest of the season looking like for you guys? You're straight into Manhattan, so obviously doing that one, um, and then we're going to uh, Seaside before that. Oh, that's right. So okay, I'll I was go to ask Seaside. You about that. Yeah, okay. so I'm going back to Seaside. It'll be Andy's first time there. Me too. Then uh, Manhattan, and then we are going to um, Chicago, and then Hawaii. And uh, crazy enough, I, I got a phone call. There's a, there's a guy who's running the first tournament ever in the Maldives. So we were going to the Maldives Islands <laughs> Whoa, yeah. right after Hawaii nice. to play in a 12-team invite tournament with the McKibbins, That's so Dave cool. McKenzie. Yeah, we're real excited, real excited. It's been on my radar to go there for a long time, surfing. And, where is the Maldives? It's off the coast of India. Okay. Far yeah, off the coast. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> off the southwest side. Uh, and then back to Myrtle Beach for the Myrtle Beach Open. Nice. Yeah, so awesome. that'll be kind of the conclusion, and then yeah. we'll go from there. So. It's crazy because like, the season feels like it's coming to an end, but like Myrtle's in October, right? Correct, yeah, yeah October so 1st. We still yeah. Got, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so maybe a small one in there in, in between, maybe like you know the Zuma CBVA or something along those lines. But right. for the most part, those are, our, that's, that's our, those are our main focuses, those are the ones we know about. And, nice. Like booked and ready to go. So Yeah. How are uh, like how is the body holding up? Because my like I kind of go in and out throughout the season. Like two months ago, like I was pretty beat down, but now I'm like feeling better. Like how are you? How are you guys holding up? My body actually feels really good right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been training pretty smart, like not overdoing it. Um, and then you kind of just have to. I mean, you know, you just have to listen to your body. If like something's bothering you, you kind of have to take a week off and, and, right. and rest it but if you feel good and get some call of duty in there it works on your reactive times I'm not even kidding it's good um, but uh, if, if you're feeling good like get after it a little bit more so yeah. I mean we're feeling good I think uh, we'll probably get after it the next month a little bit to, to get in shape for Manhattan awesome and Seaside yeah, that would be a fun one I'm excited we'll I've never been there before but it looks it's awesome. awesome yeah it's everybody when are you guys flying in Thursday okay do you get a car while out there? Or do you just Uber? I do. Okay. Think is that the move? It's it's just far enough away. It's like a three hour drive, two and a half hour drive from 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 Portland. Is so that far? Two. Yeah, I think okay. it's about right. that. Car it is. Two hours. <laughs> but you can't Uber. You can't Uber. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long one. Um, uh, just check rental cars today. They're not that much. Got it. Well, good deal. Um, well, where can our listeners follow you guys on like social um, or just kind of or either of you guys on social media? I've never been on any social media my entire life, yeah. so they have to text me if they want it. Right. <laughs> my phone number is, um, and Andy is, insider but... Insider information. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not on, on Instagram or Facebook. I have a Twitter, but... So no wonder you guys are sneaking up on teams. Everybody knows you guys out there. <laughs> yeah. Everybody Every, else is like posting pictures, working out every time, and you guys just come in, beat them all down. Oh, they don't know our names. Put in the secret training. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
We do train at the Topaz Court in South Redondo. So. Yeah, still, which is one a of secret my court. Places to train at. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's good for sure. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a great spot. Yeah, that was a good Fourth of July training. That was. <laughs> yeah. Skateboarded on down, watched some fireworks, and walked back. <laughs> but um, I think I can't remember if we asked you this question last time you were on. But so our final question for all of our guests is: if you had to give one piece of advice to an up and coming beach volleyball player, what would that piece of advice be? So we'll start with Banesh. How do you how do you pronounce your last name? Banesh. Banesh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm I don't even hear it anymore because most people say Banesh. That's how so. I am with my last name. Yeah. I'm just like Muse. Yep. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> got the first two letters. That's fine. <laughs> uh, to young up up and coming players. Yeah. I just say have fun. I mean, enjoy it. If if you're too focused on you know where you are, like where you think you should be. You kind of get lost in like what it's supposed to all be about, just having fun and and playing ball. So yeah. Um, and then as as a blocker too, I think if you're an up and coming blocker, really focus on your ball control because that's that's what's going to separate you. Yeah. So work on the small people skills. Right. Exactly. <laughs> small people skills. Small yeah. people skills are good. Yeah, I'm one that you know I didn't really start playing until I was 20 years old. You know, playing basketball my whole life, college basketball and everything, and. You know, I look at all these kids and these juniors programs, and and it's it's something that you just have to stick with it. You know, it's yeah. it's it's uh, it's a sport that you you want to keep going, you want to keep playing. And you know, my first year, I'm 20 years old. I go open tournaments in the Carolinas, and my buddy went 0 and 2 every single tournament we played in. You know, if you get discouraged, if you look back, and if you you know you, you think that then. It's it's not going to be something that you're going to advance and have fun with, like you said. You know, winning is fun, but something to be able to start with, and and, and you can play this sport forever, forever. I, about five years ago, I was kind of thinking that whenever I'm done playing professionally, uh, trying to play AVPs, that I'd kind of be done with beach volleyball. I'd look at you know something else and maybe try triathlons or something that would keep me in shape. You know, right. maybe not competitive. And I went to the um, Santa Monica Pier, and this guy drove out there which is part of the story, gets out, comes out, and plays, like, you know, four games over, like, three hours. And um, he was older, I could tell. You know, he wasn't hardly jumping. He was hardly moving. And I got to play a game with them. And they left, and they were like, what do you think, Steve? And I said, he's, he's pretty cool. And they said, um, he's 87 years old. Whoa. And he plays, he plays four days a week. And, and, and I'm thinking about it, and, and I'm like, man, you know, obviously, you really can play this sport forever. Forever, and it happened to be about a week later, and uh, Kurt Rambis, who's a family friend of ours, um, who played for the Lakers, as we know, and coached for a long time, um, played NBA for 18 years or something, he plays beach volleyball now. And uh, the sun was setting, he was watching, his son was playing, we were all doing a training session, and we're sitting there, and this, this is a guy who was like, you know, to me, Hall of Fame-ish, you know, he might not be in the Hall of Fame, but just a, a legend of, of, of basketball in general, not mm-hmm. just NBA and everything. And he's sitting there, and he's like, "Boy, you guys have found it. You know, this is it." He goes, "I will play this till the day I die. This will be my, this will be my exercise and energy and everything." Yeah. And this is a guy who was like NBA, you know, five world championships, yeah. and he's saying that he's that we've found it in beach volleyball. And it just really made me think, and it really made me be thankful that I've found this sport, no matter when, what age you find it. Yeah, and to be able to play it forever, and you know, the sand and the sun and the fun, and you know, it's it's all good on the body, and it's uh. No matter what the level is, you should play forever. Yeah. 
you and John Hyden. Um, that's it. That's it. That's a contest. And we're, and we're really going for it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, appreciate you guys coming on. Congrats again on an awesome weekend. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> that's up. Uh, Thanks for having us on. Shoot.